Hi, I'm Neil. I'm Veronica. We fell in love when we were 16. And here we are talking about what life is all about for us. Thank you for joining us. This is a Life Is Podcast with Neil and Veronica. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life Is with Neil and Veronica. And I wanted to quickly take a second to say thank you to those of you who have reached out and given feedback on the last episode where we talked about prioritizing what matters. Uh, My goal in starting that episode was just to have it shared with one or two people that haven't heard it before. And so if you haven't heard that episode, please go listen to it. And I hope that the message resonates with you as it has with us and others. So let's dive into today where we're going to talk about life is about the F word. Any guesses, Veronica? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, well, it's not your I favorite word. Three. Okay. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I nope. always joke that my favorite F word is free. So I was going to see where you were going to go with this one. So, Yeah, what I want to talk about is failure and how important it is to accept and maybe change your mindset about failure. So let's start with talking about one story that I heard in my journey where there was a prominent CEO who told the story about her parents who always asked them at the dinner table questions about their day or week. And I shared this story with you before, and I thought it was super cool, and we try and do it. Instead of asking, you know, what did you like about this week? Or name something that you really made you smile or laugh. Their parents instead went with the, tell me something you failed at this week, to really allow them and have the mindset that it's okay to fail as long as you're learning from it. So I want to hear maybe your thoughts when I first told you that story and getting some of your feedback on failure. Wow. Well, I'm so glad that you did tell me that story um, because we now put that into practice as much as we can. And when we started doing that, I think it caught the kiddos off guard almost. So you know, I was driving um, our daughter to cheer practice. And this is sometimes where we have a lot of great conversations is in the car because you're driving. I mean, other than, you know, blasting some music together um, and singing at the top of our lungs, you know, sometimes we don't have music on and we really have some great conversations together. So I said to her, what was something you failed at today? And I think it was one of the first times as she went, what mommy? <laughs> And I said, what is something you failed at today? And it's like, she didn't understand the question because for a lot of times we said, you know, what was your favorite part of today? What made you smile? You know, um, like what friend did you hang out with today? Like things like that. And so I actually asked her, so I didn't, I didn't actually explain, but I said, you know, what happens when you fail at something. And she said, you learn. And I was like, oh my word. (laughs) Like it was such a proud moment. I feel like for me, I actually, 
like reached back and gave her a high five. And I was like, bang on. When you fail, you hopefully learn. So I said, what did you fail at? And she had to think about it. And I think she said, oh, I wish I could remember the exact example because I just love this moment so much. Um, But she said something about, you know, reading an instruction and she didn't get the answer right or something. And I said, and it was just a great conversation, you know, so we continued that on and it was just so great. And I loved her reflection on that because I asked her, you know, like what happens when you fail at something? And I'll be completely honest as an adult, like sometimes I hear that F word and I am really uncomfortable, (laughs) right? And uh, I think often we avoid things because we avoid failure or we're striving for perfection. And you have opened my eyes so much to this. So I want to hear like 30 minutes of everything you have to say about this today. Yeah, I don't know if I have 30 minutes because, I mean, I probably could, but we always work best when we feed off of each other in our stories. So, yeah, for me, failure um, has been a big part of my career and journey, both personally and professionally, um, where it is because I've now learned that if you're not failing, you're not growing because the only way that you can um, fail is by trying something that's outside of your comfort zone. And I also have a saying that I've told you, and I don't know if this was your thought, (laughs) that for those of you who can't see the video who are listening to us on the audio, Veronica just took a deep breath (laughs) because I have this saying that I've heard. um, You're either green and growing or you're brown and dying. And that goes hand I, in hand with failure. So was that I what really like your plant analogies? Well, no, I was gonna say, so first of all, I really like your plant analogies. Um, we used to own a lot of plants in the pandemic. I don't know if those listening were also on a that train. Yeah. And Neil has a lot of great plant analogies. There's another one. I don't know if it comes in this one or not, but you know, you talk a lot about being repotted or, you know, changing conditions and that sort of thing. Um, But when you said, um, you know, failure and growing, what I was going to say, and you kind of alluded to it in, in the message that you just mentioned as well, is if you're not failing, you're also not trying. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And I think that trying and growing and being uncomfortable um, go hand in hand. They're almost synonymous with each other, Um, as well as dreaming big, right? Um, Because in those moments, that's the only way that you can get feedback on how to be better, how to get to your destination. And I think there is somebody in our lives who said, if you're not feeling sick, you're not dreaming big enough, right? So it's something that we're not used to, right? We're not used to being uncomfortable. It's not something that we're wired for. We're not wired to feel that. And, you know, without going into any of like the, you know, scientific or like, you know, stuff that we're not experts on, but our bodies don't know the difference on the outside external world 
of what is making us feel fear or failure or uncomfortable. It only knows the internal responses. And so we have to work on, and it's a hard thing to do, but I think when you start to implant that safety of talking about failure in kids, it makes it easier as we move along, but you have to be able to push yourself to accept those feelings internally and that is what's going to push you to grow in your journey wherever you may be Mm -hmm. i love that mindset um i also love like when we talk about growth mindset and you know being okay with failing because it's a learning experience too but also sometimes telling ourselves like yet at the end of whatever that might be um, this even goes to, you know, sometimes the kiddos, our kiddos have very good palates and they, they have a very big food repertoire, which is very exciting. But, you know, sometimes there's like that time where they say, well, I don't like that. And then we go yet. <laughs> so we're like, you know, someone said you had to try something eight to 10 times or whatever that is. But, um, there's something really great. And I think also powerful of adding that word yet to the end of to the end of something sometimes right because if you do fail at something um and i think the easiest example in children is for early um school whether it's post-secondary is a test or an exam or whatever you may be achieving for academically and if you fail at it using that word yet to achieve what you want to get. I, have, I haven't gained all that knowledge yet. That goes very well with accepting that failure is what needs to happen for you to get there. And it's accepting that failure is not necessarily meaning that you have lost at anything or that you have given up at it. It, again, goes with that term yet, because you will get there if you keep pushing forward and learning from that. Mm -hmm. And that you're not defined by that, right? Like let's say you get a terrible mark on a test. I got many of those. So Neil and I have been dating since we were 16. We talked about that one story. Did we talk about that story in a podcast yet about how we used to go back and forth and alternate by 0.5 on no, our side. No, that test. was uh, those were in different uh, other videos we've done in our community groups and and whatnot. So you go ahead and yeah, tell that so, story. <laughs> you know, Neil just reminded me of that the other day. Actually, I somehow totally forgot about this, um, but we were in chemistry class together, and uh, you know, the running joke almost was that we alternated who beat the other person by 0.5 every time it it, it got out of hand <laughs> and i think you I'm know after sure the teacher did it on purpose i'm almost positive he knew there was something going on between us it was pretty obvious <laughs> and i think he just did it to improve our chemistry oh good one <laughs> so um another side note is neil and i made a dopamine molecule together in chemistry class and i decided to decorate it with sequins. that's besides the point so you know there were many tests in high school like i failed a few tests and if i let that 
define me. You know, if I really got down on that, like it's so easy to get into that mindset of I like I failed that test. That means I don't know anything about that. And you know, um, it's amazing. One of our friends, Ashley, she is. Um, I think she's she almost like blazed a trail of having a gradeless class, which I thought was absolutely incredible because you can get so fixated on the numbers to the point where I think, you know, you're not even learning what you're supposed to be learning anymore. Almost like you're not gaining that knowledge properly. Um, I can't tell you how many times I cram for tests and so on and so forth in high school too. And then that so-called knowledge is gone, honestly, like as soon as I'm done writing that test kind of thing. But yeah, like you're not defined by that. Um, and so I think, you know, on the flip side of that with trying and also like the power of yet, um, this is an effort that I guess I'm getting more comfortable with and definitely we're trying to instill that in the kiddos too. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I grew up in sports. I grew up around sports. One of my favorite sports is baseball. So I, I draw a lot of analogies between life and baseball for whatever reason. It speaks to me. And for those of you who know baseball, even in the slightest bit, you could be considered a Hall of Fame player, the best of the best, if you only succeed four out of the ten times. Okay, so, like, just let that sink in because... It doesn't mean that you are not doing well. As long as you take it day by day, step by step, moment by moment, whatever the situation is, and you've gained knowledge, um, you've gained the experience. Um, so failure is something you need to be comfortable with. And it's really, again, having those conversations. And I'm, I'm really glad that I came around that um story because i think that as the kids grow to an age now at least our oldest anyways where you can have these important conversations around school and activities and even friendships or whatever um that they're achieving for letting them know that failure is okay and it doesn't define them because that's where the foundation really starts so are there instances that you can think of where now that failure is becoming maybe one of your top three upwards uh, that you're comfortable <laughs> with, um, that uh, you can think of where you've gained experience in something most recently. Are you thinking of an example for me? I feel like you're faster at thinking of examples for me because I'm sitting here. I'm like, no. hmm. <laughs> No, I wouldn't say there's anything specific that I would I have for you, but I mean, I guess for me is most recently um, I was put into, I guess I'll give you some time to think about yours if you have one. But for me, most recently, I put myself out there for a promotion, right, and interviewed for it and didn't get it. And for me, this was the first time I'd ever gone into a situation where I didn't, whatever the outcome was, I knew that I was going to gain experience and push myself forward. And whatever um, 
the decision was on their end, I knew that I did whatever I could on my end and that the feedback I would get would allow me to take that next step whenever the next opportunity arose itself. So having that mindset around failure, the last, I don't know, I would say maybe three or four months, it was really top of mind in my journey. I really re found a difference in this most recent what, um, definition of failure most people would have, right? In not mm -hmm. succeeding in an interview where I didn't feel the same failure per se that I would have before. Um, so that's what I would share as when you are able to wrap your head around and have mindset around failure is not defining you. It really makes a big difference when you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone to do something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I think, you know, you and I have talked about that situation as well. And for me, I, do, I wouldn't say, well, you know, again, it's not that we need to convince ourselves that we're failing or not because failures are learning opportunity too. But again, like you did everything that you could in that situation. And it's not for that, you know, you just didn't do enough. There was just another candidate in that situation. But I think also, you know, with that, for me, it's, it's being okay with, not hitting perfection because there is no such thing for me. You know, there were so there's there were so many years of my life where I was striving for perfection. I said in another podcast I think that I'm a recovering perfectionist, but I spent a lot of time trying to get to this like I I would say unattainable um or maybe it was attainable but like not worth it for what I wanted to put into it almost. Um so I think it's more about shifting my mindset that, you know, again, breaking things down into smaller pieces or continuing to try to improve because, you know, I feel like, again, on the flip side of that is if you continue to try, you know, you continue to improve. It's like with practice and we say this actually to our kiddos too. Um, so I think it's just like being more okay with, with that. And uh, yeah, like just, you know, taking things one step at a time or trying again um, and being okay with that aspect of it. So continuing to learn every time. Yeah. And I got to see for the first time today, our oldest daughter um, working on her skills as a, as a, in her sport of cheer with her coach. And I mean, she's got multiple coaches now that give her great advice and bring different skill sets. So I got to see that firsthand today. And, you know, the, the coaching that she's getting from them and it really, it's amazing that it's really supplementing what we're trying to achieve in our kids and that, we're getting them to just trust the process that if you touching on what you just said, going one step at a time is that you can't rush towards the end goal to get there faster because it's not going to get you to the de exact destination that you think you're going to get. At. So her coach was just saying that I want you to just work on 
in the steps that are in front of you. I want this as much as you do, maybe even more, but I also want you to get to it and be um, as strong as possible. I don't want you to rush, right? Like, like we need to just take and focus on today. So I'm mm. seeing that all surrounded by her. And it's just, I think we've seen now that she's been in that atmosphere of, you know, competitive sports in a, in a sense, it's not like ultra competitive, but she does her competitions that the change in her mindset for even an eight-year-old has been pretty, um, pretty amazing to watch because I guess we can touch on the story of her first failure in a competition most recently and how awesome she accepted that failure of her team not accomplishing oh a first place finish, which in her first season, she had three out of four, including a national championship. So yeah. for her, I'll let you say, tell the story of when you saw it because you were there firsthand. But for mm-hmm. her, her first failure just happened. And it was very heartwarming to hear it from your perspective of how she accepted that. Yeah, it was amazing. So um, they had their first competition not too long ago. And last year, as Neil mentioned, they were national champions. Um, It was her first year. Neil and I were both floored with, you know, how it all went. Like we had a great time. It was, it was amazing to see, like she was turning seven last year. And I was like, goodness, like I go down the slide at a park and I cramp up and I've never done a cartwheel in my life. But anyways, (laughs) so this year, you know, they have an amazing team and they work so hard and uh, it was stiff competition for sure. They were 11 teams this time at this competition where last year at this time, I think there were maybe five um, and they won first place last year. So, you know, all the teams are getting announced and they had, I guess what they call is a like hit zero. So it's a zero deduction. Again, any of you cheer (laughs) community listening, I may be wrong, in which case, please correct me. Uh, But you can like kind of gain points, I guess. So whatever. Okay. I'm not going to go into, I'm not going to go into the cheer scoring because I still have no idea what that means. So they finished seventh out of 11th. Okay. So they did not even place. But they did get a banner that said outstanding performance. So, you know, they got announced, they're cheering. Um, And then I was watching her very intently because I wanted to know how she kind of, you know, reacted to that, how she took that. And she was smiling the whole time. She left the mat. She was still smiling. You know, she was so excited and I kept watching her throughout the day because I was just wondering like, you know, how she was feeling about that. She said that she was really excited about their performance and what struck me, because a lot of my friends actually asked, they said, how did she take it? Like, did she, you know, and, and you and I had always said, you know, as long as she's having fun, right. And, and also it is about learning how to accept not being first place sometimes. So you know, a friend had asked her after the competition, this is like my favorite part. So a friend had asked her and said, you know, how was your competition? She goes, it was amazing. We got outstanding performance. 
And she knew she is a numbers girl. She knew they hit seventh out of 11th, right? She knew that they didn't get, I don't know what they got medals for first, second, third, I think, or something like that. Um, so she knew that they didn't place, but that was her first thing that she said back. She said it was amazing and we got outstanding performance. So I just love that. I, I feel like I can learn so much from her sometimes and that outlook that she has. And uh, I love that she shared that piece. And, you know, it, she just, it brings her so much joy. And I think this is what we were talking about in some other podcasts as well is just that meaning of community and that belonging and that purpose. And I don't even know if I mentioned this in another podcast, but she woke up on the morning of competition weekend. She like hopped into bed. She woke me up. She was so excited. And she said that she was like happier than Christmas and her birthday morning in one. And I was just thinking, wow, that is off the charts, next level happy. So, you know, seeing that is really neat. But yeah, she was just, <laughs> we got outstanding performance. Like she was stoked. Yeah, I was, it was a proud parent moment when you told me that. I think that having that acceptance of failing, um, but reframing it to being happy with doing the best you could is all we could have ever asked for um, with putting in, in her in, in, in a sport or an activity that, you know, obviously has some guidance and judgment and, and people that win or lose. Because um, we didn't expect her to basically win every competition last year. That wasn't the goal, but they did. Um, so it was... Yeah, a very proud moment when you told me that story. And yeah, going back to the sense of community that that gives her and the happiness, um, I feel the same goes for this that is slowly building, right? Where it allows us to share these stories and these moments and these tidbits of information that we've gained in our journey and that we continue to gain because, you know, it is a lifelong journey. And, and if you... Um, if I get the chance to talk about it, like for me, I am on a lifelong journey of growth because I know that's where I am at my best. But this community already, you know, six episodes in has just, you know, given us a spark and a light on top of everything we already have to um, talk about these things and to hear, you know, the stories that resonate with people or the information or quotes that, you know, we have after each episode, um, we can't thank you mm -hmm. enough again for all that. So it's so interesting about this one. And I feel like we've been talking about that F word of failure for like 26 minutes now. And I feel like every time you say it, I'm like, you, <laughs> because it does have this way of like having this negative connotation. Right. And I don't think like we would never lead a conversation, but here, here it is again, like maybe we need to start changing the narrative and we're trying to do it with our kids, but it's almost like we need to start conversations sometimes about like, maybe I'll just start this with you. You know what? I failed at today. And then I'm just going to talk about it. And then it's a learning opportunity, but it's so funny. Cause every time you said like that F word of fail, I was like, ah, <laughs> like there's just something, yeah. you know, inside it's, that. It's because it's ingrained in our school system that you either pass or you fail and passing means you've done good and fail means you've done bad. So fail equals bad. 
and you get that from such a young impressionable age all the way until if you don't pass you don't get a piece of paper from your school you're paying for to move on to a job mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot that goes along with you know the school system and how that's you know it's marked and it's very you know it's dependent on the moment you know i know that i test well you don't test well no. i can do some things you can't do some things but that doesn't mean that you or i don't have the knowledge or um information to give to other people about certain things um so i think mm-hmm. that's where it has all started and it's up to each individual person family and relationship to like you mentioned change the narrative on failure and not have mm-hmm. a negative connotation with it yeah and i think it's also giving ourselves that permission or that mindset of try again you know i actually have signed myself up for a pretty big test you know this I haven't told many people this. Now everyone listening to this knows. And now I'm probably going to get questions like, what did you sign up for? But um, I was talking to my director about it. You know, the amazing thing is she said, I can sense your hesitation because as Neil mentioned, I test terribly. You know, I'm full of squirrely thoughts, everybody. And so I just don't do well with testing. And if I were to go off of the marks that I've received up until this point in my life, I would feel like I like my knowledge with anything is pretty low. Um, so I have signed up for this test. I'm not going to tell you when I signed up for. <laughs> but my director said, "Yeah, but my director said, you know, Veronica, I can sense your hesitation. And what is the worst thing that's going to happen? You might not pass. She could have said fail though, but I but I guess she was trying to make me feel better. She said you might not pass. And so you know what you can do." You can try again and that's okay. You're not going to lose your job. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, thank you for that. So it's nice to have, you know, those people in our corner, those people cheering us on that help us change our narrative that continue to, you know, encourage us and lift us up and to tell us that things are going to be okay when we sometimes feel like it's not going to be okay. So I, you know, I, I love the, the perspective of try again. Um, don't let something like that define you. And, uh, it's so interesting that you shared that story about baseball too. I didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know that fact. And I'm like, wow, four to 10. I'm like, that's a fail. (laughs) Right. No, no. And again, just to tie it back to one of the episodes we've done, changing the narrative and the mindset for each other and for ourselves about failure is just another way to be kind to yourself because if you're not failing you're not growing and so um if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one veronica has some great insight on um what she feels on being kind to yourself um especially now that we've started a new year um and and how we can be kind to the selves that we already are and moving forward. So um, with that, I would like to say thank you as always to each and every one of you for um, following us on Instagram, uh, watching our videos on YouTube and listening to us on any platform that you listen to this. Um, And we look forward to 
many more episodes in the upcoming weeks. Um, we enjoy hearing every single one of you. Um, and if you have anything that you'd like us to talk about, uh, please feel free to let us know as we are always looking to grow this community and, and make it into whatever we want. So thank you, everyone. Have a great day and we'll talk to you again soon.